to the New Earth Lawyer podcast. This is the final part of my series talking about my experience doing ayahuasca in Peru in 2017. The last couple of weeks I've been talking about it. Uh, I've been focusing on my preparation for the trip and the actual trip itself when I was in Peru in the Amazon jungle and what happened during my ayahuasca ceremonies. This time I'm going to wrap up and talk about how I integrated my experiences and what happened after I came home to Melbourne. I actually felt extremely physically and emotionally fit and healthy when I returned. I was rejuvenated, I was raring to go and get back to my life. I felt like I had been given insight into my purpose and I just wanted to get on with it. So I did what I normally do when I feel great about myself in my life, which was to throw myself into my work and my fitness regimen and whatever little projects that I had around the place. For three months, I was full on like um, an ever-ready battery. And uh, I went back to my job as a lawyer, a partner in a law firm, and I was actually, although feeling great about things, doing the same old, same old. I hadn't changed anything. I had been told during the main ceremony, the most important ceremony that I'd had, which revealed to me my purpose, that I was to bring or help to bring light to earth and that I was actually in the right place, living in Melbourne and working where I was. So I didn't see any need to change anything and I was going full bore ahead. What happened next was uh, after about three months, I was I was on a business trip traveling for work and one afternoon I had a very severe headache. So I had to leave the office early and I went back to my hotel room. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon and I drew the curtains and I lay down in the dark and I felt like my head was going to split open and I had this feeling like I was going to be shown something or told something and it came to me in a similar fashion to when I was in Peru these thoughts <clears throat> blocks of thoughts and the main thought that came to me was that I wasn't actually on the right path and that there were things that I had to change so I went back to my journals from my time in Peru and I looked back at, at the entries that I had written around all the ceremonies, but particularly the main ceremony where I had been shown my purpose. And I began to wonder what actually I had been communicating with. Because up to then I hadn't really given that much thought to who or what had been trying to communicate with me. And as I explained in, in the last episode, this energy that communicated with me purported to be from the stars, which really threw me for six and um, you know, it didn't sit that well with me. Um, so I, I began to, to really focus on that again. And I did searches of people who had had communications with energies or beings uh, who were so-called off-world or extraterrestrial uh, that weren't connected to stories of UFO abductions 
or UFO sightings. I wanted to focus on people who were having spiritual experiences with so-called extraterrestrials. And I began to find that there were people who had had such experiences. I actually corresponded for a short while with a lady whose name is Sherry Wilde, and she had written a book called The Forgotten Promise about her lifelong experiences with ETs who told her that um, they were actually preparing her and she had agreed to come here uh, in communication with them uh, for a shift of some sort for humanity to higher consciousness. And after communicating with Sherry, I, I was helped to see that someone else was actually receiving this sort of communication about extraterrestrial beings trying to help us humans to become more awakened and become more conscious. Next thing I did was I went to a conference that was organized for people who had connections with ETs, whether through visitations, like Sherry was having actual physical visitations, um, and even had uh, experiences of being taken off on craft. So some people uh, I was connecting with had, had experienced this, but at this conference there were also people who were communicating with off-world entities through dreams um, or, or through some sort of telepathic communication. Or they came into this world, were born with basically memories intact of agreements that they had made to come here. And so this conference was called the Star Family Conference. And the common theme around all of these connections people were having with galactic beings was this awakening or shifting consciousness for humanity. And so that really opened my eyes that there were loads of people out there who were having these experiences. And this was actually just in Melbourne, or not far from Melbourne. And this realization, you would think, would actually inspire me, right? But instead, I, I went into a kind of depression, uh, a sadness, because I couldn't see how in my current job what I was doing was going to be making a difference to humanity and, and contributing to this shift. So around that time, I began to, to ask for guidance, like just out loud, on my own sometimes, to say, well, what am I doing? You know, like you showed yourself to me in Peru, or you spoke to me. Now I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. I was told to follow my intuition, but you know, I don't really have any sense of whether I'm doing the right work, I'm in the right job. You know, whether anything that I'm doing is meaningful. And so I felt like I, I knew I'd been given a broad idea of my purpose, but I had no path. Um, because it was so extremely difficult to see how in my work as a corporate lawyer working on corporate transactions, I had anything to do with shifting consciousness for humanity. Um, but what happened was that after simply asking for some guidance, you know, I, I got on with it, um, with my job. Uh, I wasn't quite as, as gung-ho about it as I had been. But I began to think about 
other ways to contribute using my legal knowledge. And I started to have conversations with people and one by one, or bit by bit, inspiration presented itself. And I began to, to work with uh, movements of people who were trying to change the world through legal practices. For example, for changing company laws or changing the way companies are set up, like the B Corporation movement, which I'm now involved in. Uh, I got in touch with a lot of lawyers whom I now actually interview on this podcast, like Kim Wright, who is key to the integrative law movement, which is this idea of a new way of practicing law that is holistic and seeks to change systems for the better. So my next step was to begin to engage quite deeply with this new kind of law. And, you know, the, the thing about the journey is to set off, to, to take the first step, right? This is what following your intuition I realized means. Um, don't expect a clear path to be set up for you, you know, with all of the signposts. Just take the first step. So that's what I did. And then in trusting my intuition, trusting whatever guidance that I, I was connecting with internally, um, I did begin to make connections. And I've explained on this podcast before how paths opened up. And I transformed my legal practice from a very conventional corporate law practice uh, in mergers and acquisitions into working for better, more ethical and responsible corporate governance, modern slavery reporting, uh, working with companies who are profit um, with purpose oriented, so not just profit oriented and so on and so forth. And I, I began in my usual fashion to work quite hard at it. And I was feeling much better and feeling more aligned. In around 2019, I had another jolt. This is really uh, not uncommon, I have found in talking to other people about their journeys. Every time it's time to take an, another turn or another side path off what you think is the main path, there will be a sense of this is not right or there'll be a surprise happen in your life and this was the case with me. Um, I, I had a, an unpleasant experience that I wouldn't go into that really made me think, well, what am I doing here? Even though I seemed to be outwardly aligning, I still had a sense that I wasn't quite um, doing what I had agreed to do when I came here. That, that is when I incarnated on Earth. Because one of the things that the so-called star people I had connected with in Peru had said to me was that they had been interested in the human race for a long time. And so I, while I was becoming comfortable with the fact that I had connected with something and I was no longer obsessing over who or what I had connected with, I began to have a sense that the very fact that they had presented themselves as coming from the stars quote unquote, was something that I was now time for me to dig into. So it led me into another um, uh, few rabbit holes of research. And I began to read people like Graham Hancock, who has ideas of an alternative history of humanity and our development. And Zechariah Sitchin, 
who many years ago, a few decades ago, came up with a theory also about our origins. And those origins, Hancock and Sitchin and others claim are connected to extraterrestrials, more advanced than us, who actually developed the human race or modified the human race genetically uh, as some sort of experiment or as some sort of master plan for us to, to serve them, i.e. the more advanced ETs. Whether you believe this or not, uh, it actually opened another avenue of thinking for me, which was that there are parts of our history that are not commonly discussed or known or taught in schools, and there are there are there is evidence of an alternative history, archaeologically speaking, and so on that presents itself every now and then, but it's not it's not our orthodox history as is as is accepted by us. And I began to wonder why this was the case. Now, up to this point, I was a love and light, new age spiritual person, right? Ever since my spiritual journey began in 2008 or so, when I was reading books about spirituality, I was reading about how positive thinking would help shape a positive reality for us, how you could manifest things with mantras and affirmations and use the power of thought energy to change our lives for the better. And, and I read all of these books, including a fantastic series of books called uh, The Seth Material by a lady called Jane Roberts, who was channeling an entity called Seth. Loved all of those books. In none of those books was there anything negative about some sort of alternative history for humanity. But there was another series of books that I had read around the same time when I was embarking on my spiritual journey that I hadn't really resonated with. But later on, you know, in around 2019, I decided to revisit those books. And they are the Law of One books, channeled by a lady called Carla Rukert with the help of Don Elkin and Jim McCarty. And what she channeled was a collection, a collective of entities who were making constant reference to the dark side and the good side. Except they called it an orientation towards serving others, which is positively oriented and you know, is it is about uniting humanity and having empathy towards others as to be contrasted with service towards yourself, which is, um, you know, materialistic and, and selfish. And this series of books explained that there is a negative influence that comes from an energy of beings who are oriented towards serving self and this was actually preventing humanity from evolving towards a higher consciousness uh, that would see us take on the energy, unite, and, and begin to be projected towards serving others. There was a choice point coming for us according to these teachings, and we would select whether we were going to be service to others, that is, positively polarized, or service to self, that is negatively polarized. 
And this is actually, I realized, what our whole shift in consciousness is about. So what dawned on me through these readings was that there is a controlled presence on this planet. And it is negatively oriented in the sense of being service to self. And it has a wish to see humanity oriented also to serving ourselves rather than serving others. It uses the power of thought that I referred to, the power of our thought to to prevent us from realizing our true nature as powerful beings, you know, spiritual beings, and to prevent us from uniting ourselves and from helping each other. Because our thoughts are used against us to actually manifest um, a, a controlling hierarchical structure through our education and our information systems. And our thoughts reinforce this reality of hierarchy and control. So the shift in consciousness that many of us are here to be part of is not just an evolution that's about the next step up for humanity. It's also an awakening to the power-centered, self-serving, controlling influences that we are allowing to be exerted over us. So people who want to change the world, and you may have heard people refer to themselves as light workers, um, in that you know, they are working with light and positive energy to make a change. Um, really, it's not about stepping up to the next level of consciousness alone. It's also about breaking out of control structures that surround us. So this is what my whole experience in Peru led me down the path of realizing, and obviously I'm still working on, on a lot of these uh, concepts and teachings. I'm still integrating them and still embodying them because the path of evolution towards higher consci consciousness never, ever stops. Um, so I moved from being someone who felt trapped within the system to trying to work within the system to change it as an idealist. But being an idealist within the system was not, I began to see, going to be really effective because I was trying to make the changes within the hierarchical power-driven control matrix. So I left the system of working within a law firm and um, really I, th I think I became what you would call a, a rebel outside of the system. And I think anybody trying to make a change today is well served to understand that if you're working within the system, then you're working within the very structure that prevents us from understanding who we are. And it presents a false screen of reality and no effective change, in my opinion, can be achieved within it. There are some people, lawyers included, who, who work to fight against these control structures but the thing about being a fighter is that you're then using your precious energy, thought energy and your own life energy to continue to uh, exist in a reality where those structures are real and you're actually lending your energy still towards those structures. The most effective way to take the next step is to be fully aware of them but to create, to use our positive 
energy to use the power of thought, dreaming, imagination, creation and manifestation to redesign something new altogether. And that's where I find myself now. So I'd say I'm someone who understands or is on the road to understanding the extent of the malignancy of our current situation, which I also sometimes call the shadow of our collective. I know the extent of control that has been exerted over humanity. It's not pleasant, but it's there. It's, it's a fact of something that we've accepted. I'm not going to waste my time working within structures that don't serve us. Um, and I'm going to work outside of those structures to create something new and liberating for humanity. So if I have any message for anyone on the path to awakening and working for humanity, it is that when we use our energy to work for the light, we should have an appreciation of the shadow so that we can not only build something positive and exciting and loving, but we know not to attach those things that we are creating to old negative frameworks that don't serve us. In following episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about control structures and I'm going to get specific about what they are um, from my perspective. And so people really, the aim is people know what they are and um, don't waste efforts necessarily within those control structures to try and make a change. So thanks so much for listening. Um, there'll be more to follow, but I'm going to stop talking for now about my Peru experiences and start focusing on how we're going to redesign the new Earth. Thank you very much. <laughs>